I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Oscar parties not on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched Prime Rib glitter under heat lamps in the dark near Tannhauser Gate. All those moments will go out in time, just like Stan Chera's brain. Time to die. End of an era, folks. End of an era. One of the greats. One of yeah. the all-time greats. A guy who redefined posting. A guy who literally posted his way to the presidency. I see, you know, like everyone knows what this is about. Everyone knows that Donald Trump has been banned. But, you know, I'm already seeing people trying to take the mantle. Like, have you seen the new K-Hive thing where they're, like, yelling at Vogue for using the wrong picture of Kamal on the cover? It's like... No, you're just trying to take Trump's thing of having like some confusing, boring feud with a fashion magazine. You can't do it like him. He spent like six months fixated on getting Rob Pattinson to break up with Kristen Stewart because she was just she'd already cheated on you once. She's going to do it again like a dog. He? Trust me. Take it for me. Once a cheater, you're always a cheater. You could do better, Rob. The rats are already crawling out of the wood. Graydon Carter made his first post on Twitter yep. ever. What a bitch move. What a fucking pussy. It's finally safe for him. <laughs> yeah, he thinks that's a savage move. That makes me look cool right now. Like, you were afraid yeah. to post your entire <laughs> life because the real estate imbecile was there. <laughs> he was, uh, for like, he was like, he's really reading me the riot act on my bad food restaurants. I can't show my face here. <laughs> I mean, there there are so many good ones, and like, man, like when when that washed up psycho Ben Midler, yeah. when that yeah. when that when the when the when the when the perma ban perma ban president became like a real thing, and <laughs> not something we said perma on the show. Brand, a week perma ago. forty five. <laughs> it's just they all, like I said, like tears in the rain, like all, all those all those tweets. Just well, started, thankfully, like, going I my think brain. those are all public records, so yeah. they're all you can access them. At I mean, the if, if of they, it, okay, yeah, if if they had been well, does the Library of Congress contain all the all the posts he did before he was president? Yeah, I, well, yeah, the Library of Congress, I believe, records uh, uh, like a good chunk of Twitter posts. So I think a prominent okay, figure like well, him would definitely be in there. I'm just saying, like, if I have to think about all of his all of his tweets about, um, uh, like, the Diet Coke tweet, um, the, all the Great and Carter tweets, if I had to think about those just being washed away, I would, it's like it's like the fire at the Great Out Library of Alexandria. I mean, like the the um, loss to human knowledge and culture that, that it would represent would be staggering. I was really happy someone saved uh, three of my favorite posts he ever made. These aren't like these aren't as popular as Wash Up Psycho Bet Midler or <laughs> Sissy Graydon Carter. But um, the one that was just like a total aside, like I think uh, the person he most reminds me of is my 100 year old grandmother, like the way he just like brings up stories in the middle of them. And it was the one where he goes, uh, Victoria's Secret reps are very nasty to Kate Upton, but now she's doing great. <laughs> um, that one, 
uh, his repeated posts about how sick he was of seeing the Smokey the Bear ad. <laughs> and he asked, who's paying? He said, who's funding this? <laughs> who's for this Smokey? Who's funding these tedious, these tedious Smokey the Bear commercials? Tedious is such a perfect word there. Yeah, and then it's like Harvey Firestein's <laughs> like, oh my god, so tedious. And the, oh, think, Smokey the Bear. Ah. Speaking of Harvey Firestein, this is his most Firestein post. It was the one where he went. Um, New York Fashion Week used to be so exciting, <laughs> but now it's so boring. No one takes risks. No big stars. <laughs> <laughs> most masculine president. You don't see draping anymore. <laughs> most masculine president in yep. history. Yep. But Alpha's Alpha. You know how you know he was a true poster is he never deleted his old posts, even yes. from his pre-woke period. Yeah, no, he was uh, he was a pimp on that. He was a Kyle Kalinsky on that one. I just he had a very like, he had a very pre-woke tweet that was like, if those idiots had just waited to attack uh, Charlie Hebdo, it would have folded. <laughs> they were idiots who didn't make any money. <laughs> um, and also like a true poster. Um, the day it happened, like you could like it was like one of his like Trump like PR guys like Ron Bobart or something I forget his name was already <laughs> trying to do ban evasion, and he was just like just sent you my email and password. Let's see if this works. And like with the Trump photo and everything, so like folks be on the lookout for just like uh, Trump alt accounts, like you know not real Donald Trump, punished Trump, um, Trump wiki feed, you know. Uh, hi, this is this is real ha- uh, t- double underscore Donald Trump. Patriots, uh, continue the fight. Uh, please send uh, boob pictures to my DM. Um, Eduardo Bolsonaro, uh, Jair Bolsonaro's son, uh, changed his Abby to Donald Trump's face and said, "I am gonna. Th- I'm never gonna change my profile picture now because, like, I have to take a stand for him." Which is like, fellas, is it gay to use his <laughs> face forever on Twitter because he got banned? God, I, mean, I love the Bolsonaros. It, that was uh, that's to me. Trump getting banned from Twitter was like that. That was a top five day in the Trump presidency. Like you know, like that's up there with him getting COVID. Um, I yeah, mean, like, there, there oh, are a few moments good. that it, it rose We're that high. We're living in a content uh, goldmine right now. And you know, you got to know, like, like, like Trump is he's not feeling this. And like, I, I well, I, the idea was like, oh, like he'll he'll go on Parlor, and we can talk about what happened to Parlor in a second. But the funny thing about that is that like he would fucking hate that because like the only people on Parlor are the low class pigs who, who support yeah. him and who love him. Yeah. Or I no, guess now half of them don't the love him. Of yeah. The people who love him, he takes that for granted and in fact okay. detests those who would no, be no, stupid d- enough d- to be tricked by him. It's everyone who hasn't yet capitulated that he needs. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the uh, the thing that happened like the day of the uh, the like the the Capitol Hill riot or whatever where there was like um, high level Trump sort like you know one of these high placed anonymous sources was like Trump was very upset by what he saw on the, the TV it was no class yeah. it was a very low class very, thing. very low class like, oh he's got, got, he got his like shirt on nipples <laughs> protruding oh Q Shaman nipples protruding on the floor <laughs> of the house very disrespectful I just uh, yeah, more fallout though uh, from the uh, the Capitol Hill uh, riot uh, this is from uh, Maggie Haberman you want to talk about things that have like I, I know or like sending trump into like a real misery hole uh it says a lot has happened in the last week including the president losing his twitter feed impeachment coming to the fore and the pga withdrawing from trump national he's quote gutted by the pga move a close source of the white house (laughs) says so they're not going to play the pga championship at the bedminster golf course 
he's getting snubbed by his the, the, the beautiful PGA. The which golf he re- people that he loves. The, golf the beautiful people. PGA. Is Those boys. are high-class people. Those are not low-class pigs like the ones who were uh, storming the Capitol. He's got to be flashing back to when he wasn't allowed to buy an NFL franchise. Oh, man. And then, uh, so, like, yeah, like, I brought up, like, okay, like, uh, uh, maybe, oh, Trump will just hop on Parler now to get his message out. Well, no, because, like, apparently Parler's gone, too. But gone in a pretty spectacular way. Like, I mean, it was, like, uh, Apple, Google, and then Amazon, like, yanked all of their hosting or, like, took them yeah. out of the App Store. But then, like, on the way out, it turned out a hacker, like, basically ripped 70 terabytes worth of user data from Parler before it went down, including, like, names, addresses, locations, state IDs. Because... I wasn't aware of this. Like at some point, Parler to like create an account, you, there was some verification process that involved yeah. uploading photos. Yeah, if, you your them your if you wanted if you wanted a blue check, basically, you had to give them your social security, <laughs> social security <laughs> number. If you yes. wanted to like do things like DM, you would have to do that as well. <laughs> it wasn't just to get a check mark, just to like to use the basic functionality of the site. Uh, sounds kind of worth it to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, those posts were fire. Yeah, like the, the my pillow guy just live tweeting F troop. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking of all the people who made like parody like trolling parlor accounts who now are thinking of the fact that like their their entire like like digital profile has been ripped by some fucking <laughs> some hacker. You know what? Be, I don't know. You know what? Par- you know what? Parlor was closest to like in functionality and like user privileges. It was closest to like the something awful forums where you have to pay like an extra ten dollars to use search. Yeah, I mean this is a. Uh, this is the first political movement uh, of solely goon projects. <laughs> I, you know, I, I see a lot of people freaking out about Parler, about how like this is where the terrorists are organizing. But every single screenshot that I've seen from Parler has just been like the lowest content from like that you can already find on Twitter. It's just like the lowest effort QAnon shit. Yeah, they just do the thing of like you're we're, you're gonna get yours. We're, we're, Patriots need to arm them. It's like yeah, that's, you can get that anywhere. Or shit like that's like uh, hey, let's make sure people can see this, reparlor this, so that <laughs> to check how many people are on this site. Like just the dumbest like tricking grandma crap. And reparlor this. But the way people talk about it, it's like this is like like the the way uh, the the Green Revolution used Twitter. Uh, speaking of Parler, I mean, like one of the things that like got them like before the Amazon just like yanked their entire like hosting, the thing that got them kicked off like the Apple App Store was all of the people um, advocating for Mike Mike Pence to be executed, and chief among them was yeah, a guy. Lynn Wood was a guy. Yeah, Lynn Wood. We, we got to talk about Lynn Wood, man, because like I, we were, I, I forgot I forgot to bring this up last week because there's just too much stuff to talk about, but like the saga of Lynn Wood is a fascinating one and one that is like it's straight in the what an American uh, mythos what an American because tale <laughs> I have uh, uh. I had I had totally forgotten like I, I I knew at one point and then it just like left my brain before looping back around uh in this latest uh, incident Lynn Wood is the guy Sam Rockwell played in Richard Jewell like he, Lynn, like he Sam Rockwell portrayed the actual Lynn Wood the guy who defended Richard Jewell from the federal government went on to be the Lynn Wood to get parlor banned for calling for the execution of Mike, P- Mike Pence on its, a social media network. And he was the guy, Lynn Wood has been Wait. whiling out on parlor up before. I mean, like he was the one saying shit about like, he said, John Roberts was on video, like raping and killing a child and that he'd like yeah. has seen it or something. Yes. Yes. And that they were going to execute uh, Mike Pence by firing squad. <laughs> 
I mean, well, God, man, what what a life that guy's had. I mean, I guess like one note though, he wasn't he wasn't the actual guy Rockwell was playing. That was a different lawyer. Linwood uh, met Jewel after all the stuff happened, and then helped him sue oh. the news organizations. That wow! Oh, oh, okay. That's Fuck. not nearly as funny. Uh, Never mind Looks like you, you guys are racking up the Pinocchios today. <laughs> God, we are getting, This is a news fail if ever I have heard one. <laughs> oh, brother, we're gonna hear it on news fails. You might okay. even be news fail of the week. All right, so oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm glad I knew that before, because I, I before I was going to be like, well, you know, if you went through that experience with what the uh, FBI did to Richard Jewell, you might have some like, you know, uh, r- rather uh, outre uh, beliefs about uh, the federal government. But no, I guess this guy has no excuse. He's just he's just a lunatic. Well, I read an article about him, and apparently, when he was like two years ago, he, he'd been a lawyer, and he was he's uh, also um, the lawyer for uh, Sandman, the the smirking uh, Covington child. Oh right, uh, he. He had some sort of nervous breakdown and con- and had a born again religious experience where he and then he turned to his family basically and said I'm I'm uh, I'm Christian now you have to forgive me for everything I ever did to you and they <laughs> said fuck off and then he's been like in a in a like divorced guy shame spiral ever since that sucks when your father becomes based yeah <laughs> well that's the worst man yeah <laughs> well I mean he 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 has been spiraling for sure I mean I guess like the uh, a lot of things that people are debating is like, um, you know, is it good or bad for Twitter to ban the account of the president of the United States? And like, like you know, on this issue, it's just like, I mean, do we care? Does anyone really care? Like, I, I feel like I don't care enough about it's it. It's another thing way. where it's all about like managing your affect. It's like being how concerned are you supposed to be about the Nazis? It's like or 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 the 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 coup attempt. How much are you supposed to care about it? How much are you supposed to care when they ban the president? It's all about just managing like your emotional response to something that you can't control. Like the tech monopolies took over. They run our shit. Uh, yeah, it is hilarious that the Republicans are the only people who uh, recognize that it's a public good, uh, but they're too fucking dumb to n- notice that that means that there's a lot of other shit that needs to be public <laughs> goods too, not just the place where you put your posts. Like the only time you want public ownership is when it will like federally mandate your grandkid to click a thumbs up on your fucking Arlie Ermy meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, there there is something. I mean, this is this is one of my favorite things when the when the when the band dropped is like there is something like especially funny about Twitter taking making this decision now. Like after yeah. they've extracted like all the value that they're gonna ever get out of this guy being on their website, because like let's be honest, well he added an uh, astonishing amount of value to Twitter. Like not just like yeah, oh my in god, terms of, yeah. in terms of the good posts that we get to read and talk about, but I mean like, the way the, he said that like the media needed him and they could they would have failed without him. Same thing applies to Twitter, and he's right in both cases. No, yeah, I I saw somebody refer to the action to ban him as a victory of worker organization. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking! Oh, that's like a mean joke someone in China would make about America. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, after all these, all this ineffectual whining by people working for Google uh, and uh, Twitter and stuff, or Twitter to get rid of him, uh, they decided to do it at this moment, right when he was like making them liable for treason. (laughs) Uh, They decided to listen to you. That was it. That's very first world worker seizing the means of production energy. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly that picture. Yeah, but it really does show you that like that this whole movement has been good for everybody. It's been good for the Republicans. It's been good for Democrats in its own way. It's been good for the media. But 
it, it is now incompatible with the continuing smooth functioning of the machine that everybody is invested with. So it has, he has now outlived his usefulness, and his supporters, their zeal for him is no longer useful. So there's going to have to be this like subtle severing away. And so it starts with Twitter saying, okay, that's the line. And now the Republicans are going to have to find a way to like sell out their constituents without getting murdered. Well, you want to talk about like how people are dealing with it. Like, I guess like the other, the other thing to come out of, uh, you know, the, the Wednesday's events at the Capitol was, I mean, a, a, a renewed demand from a number of different quarters for like, like, uh, a call for like new domestic terrorism laws to deal with like this new oh, threat yeah. now. And like, yep. there's like the chorus of voices like calling for this. I'm just going to read from um, Ryan Grimm at the intercept inter- here. Uh, he says here, um, uh, quote, can we just accept that the post nine 11 era is over Michigan Democrat, Elisa Slotkin, a former defense department official who touted her experience as a CIA analyst and her expertise on terrorism mm-hmm. and insurgencies. When she ran for Congress in 2018, told MSNBC, Quote, we are in a new era. While noting that the external threats like Russia and China remained, Slotkin continued that, quote, the single greatest national security threat right now is our internal division. It's the threat of domestic terrorism. It's that polarization threatens our democracy. So, like, yeah, uh, well, yeah let's, let's pass a spate of uh, new federal terrorism laws to deal with um, internal political division. Let's just end that division. Let's make laws to make it so you can't disagree. No, don't, don't you get it? It's like, yes. Sure, the first war on terror involved totally uh, wasteful, counterproductive attempts to, to protect the thing that was mostly ginned up by the state itself. Uh, but this one will be different because I don't like those people on Twitter and they annoy me. Well, I well, mean, if it's any, if it's anything like the last war on terror, it will end with us like supporting Trump separatists in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. One hundred percent. Because we no, created something worse. Be- like this whole thing was to a degree managed just in the sense that enough like they did hold back all every step from antagonizing them and that had to have been some choice at some level like the degree of coordination is still up in the air but we already know like those hicks who tried to fucking kidnap the governor and put her on a boat like they got stitched up just like the Miami Haitians uh and and Jose Padilla you know or, or even worse and we're only going to get more of that that's guaranteed well, you know, Felix, I'm like, I, I saw you. I saw you reply to that guy, uh, Norm Ornstein, who was like the. He's like one of the good Norm Ornstein. He's one of the good Republicans who's been like, you know, critical of the uh, right wing turn of the Republican Party for a while. But you know, he was one of these people calling for like, you know, we need new laws to deal with, the, you know, the kind of people and the thing we saw on Wednesday. And it was just like, I mean, you're, the point that you made that like stuck with me is like, if you don't think that all the laws that we have already are like good enough then why do we have them to begin with i get like they, they, they're not protecting us if we need more fucking laws yeah i don't i mean like forget the you know patriot act which is already sort of gives them carte blanche to do whatever they want you know what is what capability does the nsa not have to monitor people right what capability does you know the fbi have not to detain people and in this case, they didn't even need any of that because they all said it on Facebook. Yeah, no, they were all they were all like on next door being like, hey, do you want to kill Lindsey Graham tomorrow? <laughs> like, no, that's not the point. I mean, the thing is, like, as long as the Department of Homeland Security and all these agencies exist, their job will be to like stitch up, you know, 
whatever, whoever the dumbest members of whatever group they're ostensibly supposed to be targeting are. And, it, you know, in this case, it was those yahoos in Michigan. But before, it would be like, you know, literally mentally disabled Muslim teenagers and asking them if they wanted to, like, assassinate Donald Rumsfeld. It's always going to be that. But any, like, inking a new law for it is, I mean, it's the same thing as Democratic governors banning jewel pods. We have to look like we're doing something here. Yep. Yeah, just a, a, a illusion of motion forward while uh, the machinery cranks on behind doing exactly what it was going to do anyway. But then you get a different thing to talk about and a different ball of string to bat around and another thing to wonder if you're worried enough about. Yeah, you know, and, and, and yeah, everyone who like made hay over the FBI like ridiculously and racistly, you know, saying that the biggest threat to the country was black identity extremists, you know, in, yes. in 2017, which was, yeah, absurd and racist and insane and absolutely ruined people's lives, right? And now, you know, a lot a lot of people are now saying, okay, why don't we call these people ter terrorists? Why don't we apply anti-terror laws to them? That would mean giving more money to the people who said black identity extremists are the number one threat. They don't yeah. change. It doesn't like change hands. This is these are the same people. They believe the same yeah. things and they right. do the same like, job. Yeah, the structures point, are independent of funding or uh, authorization. And to that point, though, I mean, I, like you know, like many of you, I'm sure uh, I definitely enjoyed seeing videos of these people like crying because they can't get on an airplane. God, shut the <laughs> you put me baby. On, you were gonna over the if I was one of these people, I swear to God, I would be disgusted. You fucking whining little pig. <laughs> like and you're like, trying to overthrow the government. It has some fucking dignity. And like, it's you like you're basically <laughs> admitting that you thought that it was like uh, fucking, uh, it was like the Kid Rock celebrity cruise. <laughs> you thought you were just having fun. You don't get to brag about this shit if you're like, yeah. there's consequences? And like you know, you, if if you're you're either a threat to the system and you're gonna stop the fucking pedophiles from overruling the government, or you're just fucking at a Buffett concert, you yeah. fucking pussy. And you know, like yeah, like I said, the videos would be like they're treating me like I'm a terrorist and I can't fly. I mean, funny, but I mean, also there shouldn't uh, be should, a no fly yeah, list. I should bring I up know, the question of like there, yeah, there shouldn't be a like the no fly list in general. Like the, the fact thing that wrong with the fly, no weird. fly list wasn't that it was disproportionately Muslim. That was not the problem with it. Adding white people to balance it will not make it better. And like no, yeah, the you know why don't you call it terrorism argument or whatever? Like it's like no, none of this changes. It doesn't make any of this good. The no fly list should never have fucking existed. Gitmo should never have fucking existed. None of this shit should never have fucking existed. It's wrong to do it to Muslims. It's wrong. There are people in Gitmo who I'm sure somewhere in their heart wanted to attack America. It doesn't make it right to fucking put it there. Well, if they, if they didn't have that feeling before, they certainly do now. Yeah. So I guess we can't ever let them out because then they, you know, uh, want to attack America. I mean, America. people need to ask themselves, like, what do you really believe? Do you think that the government is really just the uh, the gloved fist of capital? Or not? Do you think that white supremacy and white nationalism are crucial uh, 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 weapons uh, in the toolkit of capitalism to maintain its rule? Or not? If those things are true, then rooting, uh, I mean, you could do it. you want to, you know, you could root, I don't care if people root for anything, whatever. Do whippets, it doesn't matter. But uh, just to think that it's going to be good to ratchet that up is lunacy. I'm sorry. And along similar lines, like I said, like as much as we can all enjoy the uh, the prospect of and even you know video evidence of 
uh, many of these, uh, you know, uh, boat dealership shitheads facing any kind of consequence for like the first time ever in their fucking shitty, stupid lives is pretty fun. However, I got to say, I, I was uh, have to raise an eyebrow at like all the shit I saw about people just like putting on their junior G-man badge to be like, oh, at FBI, me, me, me. Look, look, so let's check out this person over here. Like, uh, let's oh, arrest, like, just, just yeah. doing the job of the people FBI in public. Like, and it's just like, look, like they don't a they don't need your help, and b yeah, like I mean, I just feel like the dominant ethos over the summer was just like a cab, like you know, violence against yeah. the state is good, like you know, uh, yeah. And then now just all these people volunteering to just fucking like help out the FBI do their job, it just because it's a little... the same state. Like the idea of like they're gonna do it to us anyway. At least they're gonna do it to them now. Well, then if you think that they're like you're a real threat to them, uh, and that they're trying to defeat you, guess what? They won't. They won't do that because it's the same people. It's the same state. They will not act against their interests on your behalf because they're not acting on your behalf. I did see that the QAnon shaman was just arrested in Arizona, though. And oh, wait, it was a Virgil you showed yeah. that uh, he is he is on a hunger strike because the, the 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 jail won't give him organic meals, which is just it's just that's just a cruel parody of, you know, when prisons won't give halal meals, right? To, yeah. to yeah. Muslim prisoners or detainees, or they won't give you know vegan or vegetarian meals. Like that's just the most bullshit whiny thing. Like, oh, are these are these tomatoes organic? It's also <laughs> like a Babylon B article about Antifa. Yeah, Babylon B is so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know Have how you ever tell you some of that stuff, oh man. My God. It's just, oh my it's too, God. it's just. Oh, did they say wow. that? It's just. Did every you time. see? Did, oh man, you see the one where it's like, um. Electoral College bans Ben Shapiro from speaking. Oh, God. I Wait, just, that guy, the guy, the the QAnon shaman with the organic diet, he is an actor. He, he he's a failed actor, uh, and that half the people who were there were fucking filming themselves for their followers or hawking T-shirts that they sold on their own Etsy store. They're all doing this partially as a way to fucking make it. And the QAnon guy, the shaman, is just like, oh, I'm like the handsomest man in this room. <laughs> Wherever I go with these people, that's true. They will Any all look at me. In. They will all worship me. <laughs> and now, if I peacock with a cool hat, they will treat me like God. Why wouldn't I want oh, to? Oh no, yeah, Washington? it's 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 the same thing as like you know the influencers and people like rightfully made fun of for you know photograph <laughs> doing glamour shots of themselves at BLM protests. This same summer. thing. It's the same idea. It's the same yeah. idea. And it's like the, not the, the, not you know not say not saying that those like they're equivalent movements, but it's like. The same thought process. The same people. It's like you're you're on one side or another of a cultural divide, and then you either choose one or the other, but it's the same impulse. It has nothing really to do with politics. And, like, you know, uh, to to this idea about this, like, this uh, a planned insurrection that managed to, uh, like, storm the barricades and, like, you know, loot the, 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 the Capitol building. But like once they got inside, like every no one had any fucking clue or like demand or like any plan about what to do. They just what did they do? They started live streaming themselves, taking selfies, yep. tell selfies of them like farting stealing in Nancy Pelosi's AOC chair. Shoes. Yeah, stealing her <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, put those on Etsy. I mean, come on. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, we got we got it. There's a that's a buyer's market out there for those puppies. But yeah, like, mm. and I, I just love the idea that like I, I I didn't mention this on our last episode where we talked about it like the day after it happened, but like. One of the funniest parts about Trump's um, actual address to the Stop the Steal rally is that all he talked about was like Oprah being mean to him and didn't say anything about like the evidence or like any, any of the shit that these people are like hyped up about. They were like, where's the evidence? Oprah. <laughs> and then he just talked about, he complained about Oprah for like 20 minutes and then he was like, bye bye. All right, everybody go do your thing. And then they like, and he's like, I'm going to go with you to the Capitol. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Then, yeah. Yeah. Did anyone. 
Did anyone in the world think you would do that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna walk with the people to the capital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like, he's gonna do that. He, like in, in the minds of these people, like you know, I mean, like they they were loving, like you know, play. They, they, this was like a big. This was play acting the storm. This was the thing that they'd all been waiting for of like the people rising up, storming the halls of power, taking it over, and then like. Obviously, the fact that they were like, you know, the, like the Capitol Police seemingly was just like right this way. OK, a tour starts at one o'clock. Um, just line up and uh, just orderly. We'll just send you right in there to the uh, floor of Congress. That being said, like th- that they could hold those that thought in their head of like, this is it. We are be- we are beginning the revolution against like the armed revolution against like the, like our oppressive, like evil, illegitimate government. And then they get in the building not only do they not cover their face and like have their cell phone on them at all times, they're live streaming the entire event being like, hey, everybody, it's me, Will Maneker, here in Nancy Pelosi's office. That's right, me, I'm doing it. And then, and then and it's just like, and then they're like, oh, 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 shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Uh, it just, it seems like I've created something like a, a permanent record of this, like, <laughs> it's me, Will. Do, Will Medicker doing crimes. Will Medicker of Brooklyn, New York, committing illegal acts right here. And One of them said that. One of them was like, his name was Dwight Evans or something. He said, Dwight Evans is in the Capitol. <laughs> that was the legislator. That was a West Virginia legislator. Yes. Dwight Evans in the building. <laughs> I'm still fixated on the idea that we need a Patriot Act for partisanship. And I kind of I kind of like the idea, honestly. And I, how I see it working is if you, you know, if you post something like, you know, I, I don't care about the deficit or, you know, Social Security is not in trouble, then you, you immediately get, banned. <laughs> you know, there's no probable cause. You immediately get banned from like Twitter and TikTok and Facebook and everything. And then you get extraordinarily renditioned to hot soup where you are where it's basically like those Saudi Arabian uh, detox clinics they had for terrorists where you learn to take practical ideas from both sides and put them together. And then eventually, you know, you're deprogrammed after like 10 years or whatever. And then, you know, you're released back into the general population. Yeah, no, America can finally have uh, re-education camps, but they're run by Ron Fournier and Michael Smirkonish. <laughs> Everybody's in fucking like uh, the, the uniform is like David Brooks. uh like khakis or <laughs> he just reads from the book of virtues every morning i've been noticing by the way uh i don't know who's been following ron for the past year but ron's been dude no one's safe for it from it ron's been affecting a lot of aav really well <laughs> yeah. no, are we gonna have to hold ron accountable been- well no I, I don't think anyone even the most like you know absurd like campus uh you know cultural appropriation person i don't think they could find it in their heart to yell at ron but it is he it is, is it is funny when he's like oh someone been told you all about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, well he's just like quote tweeting like national review articles that are like trump's violating his own red line in syria with y'all <laughs> yeah it's, just, he just never y'all. did he we've followed him for like five years he never did that before he never did that. I don't know what it is, but like he's I mean, at the age of 62 is like, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm a blues man. But you know what? Like <laughs> they should let him do it. It's fine. He's the only guy. He's the only guy like that who doesn't annoy me when he does that. It's like I he's, think it's fine. he's taking the best parts of every vernacular and just putting them together like his own kind of Esperanto of moderation. <laughs> yeah. uh, another, another, another thing I noticed about um, uh, some of the people 
that we're now finding out about because you know everyone's um like looking to you know sort of identify them now like all the people on these photos and videos of uh, ransacking the capitol it does seem like a not i wouldn't say like a large percentage but it does seem like of the people that are being identified it just seems to be like a a strangely like large or overrepresentation of like uh air force colonels and intelligence officers it's a little weird like one of the ladies that was found out was like literally literally running one of like the like an air force like psyop operation and this begs the question like who is psyoping who here yeah that's like like, who's being played this is like like psyoped themselves it's like almost like i kind of imagine it is like so these guys are in the deep state they work at doing the deep state's bidding but they also think they're good people and then they encounter, but they but they have to do bad things, and they live in a bad country, and it causes cognitive dissonance that they can't have to, over time can't manage. And then Q comes along, and it allows them to kind of like pull the fucking uh, uh, pull the uh, the tablecloth away, leave the flowers standing, and like pr- supply a new basis of like, oh, I actually am. There are ha- white hats, and I'm one of them. Yeah, there's white hats, and I'm one of them. And then by acting as a white hat. I will have faith that all the other white hacks who surely must work amongst me will work together and we will essentially just will ourselves into power. Yeah, I think that, like, I did also notice the Air Force thing and I, I was seeing that a lot too. Um, you know, I've, I think I've, I might have told this story on the show or somewhere else before, but one time when I was working as a bouncer at a, as a, bouncer at a bar, um, we uh we had to throw this guy out and one of the other bouncers working with me was just like he was wearing like a camo minnesota twins flat brim and the guy was like hey i was in the air force i fought for your right to wear camo <laughs> so i was think about that when the air force comes up i think i think the the reason is is like obviously like there really are no good jobs in the military but i think like the air force is probably like if you really think about it, it probably feels the least defensible, right? Like yeah, if you're, yeah, if, if you're, yeah, if you're infantry and you kill somebody, you could be like, well, they were shooting at me. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, I needed to. How else am I going to go to Disney World or buy a Dodge Charger? Blah blah blah. Or if if you're in the Navy, it's going to be like, oh, I just like drove a ship around and like I got lost a lot. But if you're in the Air Force, you are like fucking dropping a million tons of explosives on guys wearing sandals and like killing the civilians and i think you probably like do need something and like air force guys are like usually pretty way more susceptible to like right wing yeah crank shit I was and it's say, probably like, because it's like it is like i mean like who gives a shit about their trauma you know versus the people they're doing it to but it is probably like not psychologically good for you to be in the air force and actually drop bombs on people and be involved with that well out of like all the branches of the military especially in like their officer class like the air force has always had this like weird like i don't know penetration by like i mean there was like james dobson's focus on the family like they had a big big presence of like you know sending people like recruiting people and then sending them or sort of like i don't know i won't say infiltrating but like there's always been this sort of like you know like uh sort of click i guess and like the upper ranks of like the air force in particular of like really you know really like sort of ideological died in the wool like right wing sort of fundamentalist people like you know one of the guys in the photos was like apparently like a retired air force colonel but like a pretty high up one and like think about that is like i'm sure like most of these people like in the upper ranks of the military are like probably pretty dull stupid people in like most respects but like 
to, to get there, like you have to be like a pretty like smart, organized, or at least just sort of like a put together kind of person. You know, it's like you have a lot of responsibility over like a, a very large bureaucracy that you're like accountable for. So, I mean, I, I it, it's just funny to me that like the, that's where they're ending up now. Well, well, there is another thing to it. Um, something this is true in Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, but uh. In those countries, like if you're royal or royal adjacent or you're upper middle class, so to say, as close of an equivalent as we have to here, right? You're not going to go into the army, are you? I mean, the army's for the army's for fucking villagers. It's for Colombians that you pay to be in there. You're going to go into the air force, and I think, like, in, it's not a one to one thing, but I think in general, in countries that have an actual air force, like Saudi Arabia or like here it's the closest thing to the cavalry. Yeah. Like that's where you go. Like you can't, like if you want to be a pilot, you have to have like some level of education and some background in it. And I think that, yeah, generally if you're like, you know, military, like you're, you are someone who would be in the cavalry at any other time period, you're probably more susceptible to like far right wing political. And not only that, but like also like like all cults though like I, I like like all cults like whether it's QAnon or like anything else it's actually the people who are more susceptible to it are people who have higher levels of education and like that's why like you know in 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 analyzing like you know who were these people who stormed the capital it's like they weren't like just you know like toothless shoeless rubes you know like these were people who did have like you know businesses a certain amount of wealth and and education because I think like you have to be like to even be interested in this shit or like like or know yeah. what they're talking about to begin with implies a certain level of engagement or education that like you know you wouldn't otherwise have if you were just it, like if they were just like the the, the like wh- how they're like a lot of people like to portray them as like the absolute fringes of society like some sort of like right. fever base right. of like sort of juggalo conspiracy people <laughs> or something like that and and not like you know fairly normal fucking uh middle of the like you know sort of suburban yahoos yeah, Felix, the best example of what you're saying is Bobby Bush, right? That's literally why he joined the military. He left Yale to join the, uh, join the Air Force and become a fighter guy because he said, oh, it's like being a knight in the sky. Yeah, yeah. Bobby, Bush, Bobby Bush, by the way, youngest naval aviator in history. Congrats to him. Just a little, just a little tidbit. <laughs> if you want to get a girl fucking wet, tell her that. <laughs> Actually, one note, there was not an Air Force back then. No, yeah, it was the Army Air Force. He was a uh, Navy pilot. He was a Navy pilot, yeah. But there wasn't the Air Force's separate branch. Yeah. And there shouldn't be. Let's let's nip this in the bud by... Yeah, you're right. Let's just get rid of the Air Force. There's no need to have it. It should not exist. It was administrative... It was post-war administrative bloat that never should have happened. Get rid of the Air Force. And who's going to be in charge of this guy? Well, I'll tell you what. No, the Navy. The Navy. Navy. They can't be the Navy. They're in charge of the sea. Goose. You can't have two things. Goose. Maverick. Iceman. Sidewinder. Uh, Joker, those are all Navy aces. Fuck the Air Force. The, the Navy is the sea of the air. Um, <laughs> I don't know about having the Joker involved with that. Seems like you're just asking for tears, though. You need the, you need the different branches. I'm sorry. I mean, you need the, the land one. You need the Maybe Navy. you could just have the a Space s- Force do sea it. Sea one. You need the air one. Well, space is another different thing, and you need the, the underground one. Yes, we need Ball Force. <laughs> the moment. Oh, yeah. Well, how, the how is Q? I wish we'd, <laughs> a- I wish we'd asked Will Summer that. Like, where... How are they? How's it going with the mold people? Because that was my favorite QAnon storyline. 
Yeah. yeah. Mole people? Yeah, no, they, yeah. yeah. There there was a, there was a thing where it was like Donald Trump is rescuing the mole people. Yeah, you remember when remember like at the height of <laughs> Okay, okay, yeah, no, no, you remember like, this? Like, no, no, during the height like, of COVID, during the height of COVID when like that 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 military hospital ship docked in New York Harbor to like like take like a uh, excess of yeah, like, medical capacity. The mole people. The, Q, I remember the QAnon that. thing was like that was like that that medical ship is where that they were like they were taking all of the the mole children who and mole people who have been kept in underground tunnels as sex slaves by the Illuminati elite, they were liberated from a massive underground facility and and put onto the army hospital ship in New York Harbor. Like Donald I Trump wouldn't just be like disgusted with mole people. Oh my god! <laughs> I've never been it's a fan of moles. Mole I've people. never been a fan of moles. I don't like them. <laughs> he would he would be so mean to like a Hans Molman type guy who's wearing a potato sack. He would oh, be so gross. He feels like a peanut. Ah. <laughs> we had a, a great lost riff where we were reading the the, the tweets of a uh, woman who loved Trump and thought he was going to rescue. He was going to use his presidency for Pitbull uh, rescue. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. I love that. I love that riff. And we were just dying because there's no one on earth who would kill every dog. Forget Pitbull. Every dog on earth with a push of a button that Donald Trump. Disgusted oh. by it. <laughs> he hates dogs. Except for that hero dog. And even yes. then, he was acting. I, um, no, yeah. I mean, I gotta figure... Pitbulls are probably the most popular dog with like QAnon women, right? Yeah, oh, oh yeah. definitely. The, oh, the yeah. one Big who uh, 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 Bobert is a is a pit bull mom. Of course what? she is. Yeah. What else was that woman's deal? Like she was threatening to sue the Washington Post for like thirty million dollars because they wouldn't run her pro pit bull savior <laughs> yeah, ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. something, some elaborate cockamamie scheme like that that was going to end up with liberating all the pit bulls. Uh yeah. I miss I miss that woman. That's like yeah. She rolled. No, yeah. That's like why all those like stupid things that are like you know why why a populist blah 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 can succeed really it's like you just have to activate like every woman like that like that's yeah. the story of trump's success like we talked about it with you know the woman who is just drunk at the voter fraud thing yeah but it's like yeah every woman who like files a frivolous lawsuit yeah yeah that's the secret to republican success yep that I believe that the uh, the woman who got killed uh, by the Secret Service had some sort of dis uh, legal dispute with her, her uh, husband's ex girlfriend or something. Yeah, no, yeah, she's no, she was that that type of person. Like ten years ago, wouldn't vote. They would just yeah. be like your aunt who like always like hits you up about a fraudulent business opportunity. But now she's like so politically active, she's dying at the Capitol building. Yep. Yep, and that's true of dudes too. A lot of dudes who would just be like into, you know, uh, vaping or something are are now decided that politics are it. A lot of them cynically, like apparently there is some guy who was like some sort of uh, Brooklyn like gay tastemaker, and then he got me tooed, and then now he's <laughs> storming the Capitol. Yeah, his name is uh, Mac. Like just people are like, oh, that's where the m no, it's no, no, that's not true. <laughs> not that. that is false. I'm suing you for that. Very unfair. Very unfair. Will Medicare. Also, a lot of them just like, hey, that's where the money is. That's where the eyeballs are. That's where the rubes are. It's also, I mean, it's also a lot of, on the male sense, a lot of divorce guy energy. It's, I oh, remember reading uh, one indictment of a guy who he just sent a bunch of like, this is like threatening text messages to his moron friend, brought a bunch of guns to the Capitol. The FBI came to his hotel room and said, uh, hey, can we, uh, can we search your shit? And he said, yeah, sure. 
He's like, can you can we search your phone? Like, yeah, they put all the texts in the indictment. Uh, this guy actually slept in and missed the fucking storming <laughs> of the fucking Capitol <laughs> building. Uh, but so they searched his car and they they literally wrote this in the indictment among the stuff they found. You know, they found all the ammunition and the guns and shit. They also found uh, just low T pills. They found like new <laughs> yeah, new testosterone. Yes. Well, virtually you bring that up. Another thing I, I've been seeing is like a, a lot of these people that are getting like scooped up after the fact, after being like identified as taking part of this. A lot of the people who snitched on them like were their ex-wives. Like the, the, yeah. their ex-wives are the ones who like like notified the feds to be like, yeah, I know that guy. His name is blah blah blah. blah and I was married to him for six years. We need asshole. To a, still not wife is nice. Leaf blower. Wife is nice. We, we need to have a conversation about carceral ex-wives. <laughs> We need uh, we need restorative justice instead of a, a punitive system. Well, Matt, like you said, am I right? Am I right, guys? <laughs> Matt, you, you said like that's where the rubes are, and like you know, I said earlier that like a lot of people are are would would love to portray you know the people who are into QAnon or the people who who stormed the Capitol as being like re- representing some kind of like rump fringe of American politics and like or, or, or and not like you know culturally, economically, politically in every way like a people fairly within you know, I think could fairly be called a kind of mainstream as far as that goes in America. Just yeah. Like, but the thing is, despite the fact that like, yes, these, these people are of a higher income bracket than like, you know, they're certainly not, I would say, overwhelmingly working class. But that being said, like money and education in America today is no inoculation whatsoever about being an absolute like slack jawed rube, like mouth agape, flies buzzing around you rube. So to, to call someone a rube doesn't necessarily mean that they're they're a, a low class. Well, pig. I mean, all these people, all these people have decided that even if they weren't going to die for Trump, they were going to go to Washington, D.C. and try to overthrow the government for Donald Trump. I, I cannot I cannot respect that. I can't respect it. No. You, you know, the man, right? You've seen him on television. If you if you see him and think that there's anything positive there, anything worth suffering for, then you have. Put a knitting needle up your nose and like scooped out your frontal lobe. I don't know what else to tell you. Well, I mean, it goes back to the frivolous lawsuit thing, and like people who have you know their career is having like five simultaneous MLM schemes going, and they think that they're on top of things and they're a genius entrepreneur, or like the Robin Hood stock morons that you see on Twitter, the cryptocurrency idiots who convince themselves of their own fraud. Uh, they see Trump and they intuit, oh, this this guy's he's a business genius because he's defrauded the most people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm like him, the most people. Yeah, and we're all in this together, right, Donald? Yeah, right. And then when he fucking and then yeah, they they just have to to compartmentalize it when they have their oath protests and he drives through with a cattle catcher in the front of his car, <laughs> just a white glove from the window. <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah, we're right, all in I mean, this together. In, in, in reading, you know, some of the some of the reactions to like, because, you know, like when Trump finally, you know, had to go out there and say that, like, there will be a peaceful transition of power and a new administration will be inaugurated like the day of this thing happening. And like reading a lot of the like the reactions of the like the, the true believers. I mean, like a lot of them feel like very betrayed and they're like surprised. They're like, we were doing this for him. He asked us to do this. Like, how could he turn around and do that to us now? And it's just like. Yeah, Matt. It's just like what you said. Like it's just like, who were you watching on TV the last twenty years? Yeah. Like, who the fuck do you the think guy this guy who is? Sold out everyone he ever dealt with. Was never faithful to a wife. Was never faithful to a business partner. Never succeeded at anything other than by scamming people. Never paid a single contract. You don't have. I'm sorry, but like you're paying attention 
the fact that he was on TV and he looked like he knew what he was doing when he was firing meatloaf. <laughs> it's one of the hardest decisions anyone's ever had to make. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, uh, you have to put more thought into it than that. Well, as long as you're talking about people who have uh, given themselves lobotomies or like what's going to take the place of the Q people now that they've all been pretty much universally banned from like all social media platforms. We talked about it at the very beginning, but honestly, the, the, the number one contender, the people who are coming out of the gate hot are, is the K-Hive. Like the, the K-Hive, they have the, they have the brain power. The they have the brain power and like the mind palace to rival Q. And like the thing that like I just that just immediately clocked it, um, literally saying that Vanity Fair magazine has committed treason by putting a photo of Kamala Harris on the cover <laughs> of their uh, new issue where she's wearing sneakers. Like I didn't I didn't imagine that. Like that was a thing that like Look, and, and people millions were of people were furious challenging about that. her her legitimacy as vice president, and they're gonna see her on the shirt the magazine looking very nasty and then they're gonna even more believe that what i don't get is they think it's like a creep shot or something like she's just walking around and they snap she's not dignified enough or hot enough i don't know she looks for the photograph she looks fine she's posing for the photograph and the fact that she wears like sneak she wears converse or like timberlands has been something that she has fucking played up relentlessly as part of her like hey i'm i'm a cool girl just like you fucking personality uh you know charm offensive for like months now and then they they use the photo of like the outfit like that i don't know she was wearing or she chose to wear someone dressed her in and they were like okay that photo i'm like nope my sources say the death penalty for anna wintour is being considered for treason (laughs) hey hey man hey hey man banana banana winter man no one no one's eating the Going to her hot dog stand, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Man, Man. from uh, they were from Trump to Biden, over that. Condi Nast can't catch a break. No, yeah, it's a it's a rough time to run a fashion magazine. They've been the locus of all presidential focus for you know it'll be eight years of that. I don't know if the industry will ever recover. You know what? That's <laughs> that's called realignment. Now that the left has taken the mantle of being anti Anna Wintour. Yeah. Well, do, do you remember that Trump like wanted to appoint Anna Wintour to be uh, ambassador to the UK? It just what that that's no, yeah, that's like that's the sliding scales. It's like me. Do you remember who like, he actually gave it to? Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets. But like, no, that's the thing. It's like Democrats get in. Uh, Graydon Carter is king. Republicans get in. Anna Wintour is queen. That's the only <laughs> difference. But you know, I, I I truly believe that the K Hive will inaugurate like the the QAnon, but for the Biden administration of the next four years, like they will become oh, yeah, the, yeah. the most like insane and baroque conspiracies, and like um like they will be talking about sealed indictments for like you know uh, this podcast or Bernie Sanders or something. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's I mean, and it's it's uh, the stylistic difference between Democrats and Republicans. For a Republican, you make, like, an insane personality cult based on, like, dying for a guy who's never done anything for anybody and, like, doesn't like anyone, has, like, has never sacrificed anything. Uh, And for Democrats, you make an insane personality cult for, like, someone who just, like, inspires nothing in anyone else. Like, you are operating at a frequent, like, it's like when there's a frequency only dogs can hear. I honestly kind of think that they credit 
like her total lack of any kind of affect or charisma or character to her benefit because it means she didn't cheat her way to the top by like using you know likability or personality to get people to like her she just had to be that good well yeah that has been that has been a liberal thing that it's like sexist to talk about a politician's likability yeah like that isn't like the thing they focus on that's why people vote for these fucking people like people like donald trump you might not get it but they fucking just like more than anything they like him everything is built on the like everything came later after that (laughs) they like it they like him so much that they created like like a hundred thousand pages of collaborative fiction about why he's actually like doing a good job like that's what QAnon is more than anything it's like I like this guy. Here's like an insane novel. Like here's, you know, the, what's the Bible called for Hinduism again? That's really long. have a Gita. Yeah. About like why he's a good president yep. with like a, a 50,000 other idiots. Yes. Matt, I remember well, we were talking about a while ago about um, like a, a Glenn Beck and, and his whiteboard and how like, you know, figures like him are now trying to get back on the train or, for instance, Alex Jones was, like, screaming about, like, you know, I'm, I'm sick of QAnon. Don't tell me this crap anymore. Because it's like, you know, they're, they're competing for the same market share. Yes. But, like, the, the yes. genius of QAnon and, like, the phenomenon that even if Q goes away, uh, the phenomenon, like, that it's created will not. Which is that, no. like, we're, like, everyone is, is drawing arrows on, on a whiteboard now. Like the whiteboard That's is everybody. Now like we're is, all we're is, all is crowdsourced. Back. It's it's like it's a crowdsourced collaborative sort of storytelling and like investigation uh, to figure out what is reality. <laughs> well, you know, it's, 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 reality, it's, very, it's very Philip K. Dick. It's like extremely Philip K. Dick. Like the, this kind of this, this crowdsourced collective delusion in which we are all figuring out that we're insane by contributing to our ongoing schizophrenic break from reality. Well, like. You know, another place where they did that, like created collaborative fiction about the deep state, Turkey. Oh, yeah. It was another case where it was like, yeah, there actually was a deep state that actually did do like a lot of bad stuff. But it was like it was like a mentally ill way of reconciling with like Gladio and the Cold War in the same way that Q is. It's like where you identify like one or two correct things, but the rest is just like, you know, a combination of like. MLM religion scams, being an evangelical, like just being a sort of cred- perp- like consciously credulous person. Well, what it is, but, is- it, but it is at the end of the day, it's like it's more than anything. It's just like the DMT visions at your death, and that death is the yes. death of empire. That's what yep. you do when the empire is over. You just you have to come up with like incredible fantastical fiction that's like partly based on real things, but is mostly like you coming to terms with. Like why you why you had to be alive to see the empire fall? Yeah. Like it isn't fair. Why can't yeah. it go? Why can't it like at least extend to my lifetime? That's what yes. all of this is. It's like mm-hmm. for everyone, for everyone I, in like mainstream American politics. It's like why does this have to end in my lifetime? Yeah. Why do I have to get the shithead? Why am I the one standing when this music stops? And the this is bullshit. We were promised it wouldn't be us. What the fuck? We thought until very recently it wouldn't be us. And I have to say, although I made fun of them and said that I don't respect any of them, their intelligence because they were conned by Donald Trump, and I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, I have to say, though, you know, like uh, if we're all being buffeted by the the horrible precarity of of you know in, in, incipient like globalized commodification of everything, while all of, like the material basis for our underlying economy collapses, 
uh, we're all fucking trying to figure out what's going on. And like, we can all, all of us on the left can, can, uh, pat ourselves on the back that we've solved it. We know the right answer. We're not, we're not idiots like these guys with their stupid prescriptions and their dumb hoodoo. We, we have a material understanding that's luck, man, because where we end up in like our, our cultural understanding are like a uh, heuristic for, for, uh, evaluating the world and making sense of it. It's determined demographically. It's not determined by your decisions and your virtue as a person. Like over the populations, it boils down to where you grew up, who you grew up around, what you grew up watching. And that when you find yourself in distress and wanting to understand why the world is the way it is, you seek the cultural explanation, the people around you and what they're all putting out into uh, the fucking uh, ether and then sucking back in because we're all in these like segmented uh, uh, cultural ghettos. And so it's only going to... Uh, create idiocy it can only create incoherent idiocy because it's not grounded in anything it doesn't come from class experience it doesn't come from common struggle it comes from experience as media consumers in a market well before we sign off for today i'd just like to, to return to the beginning return to where we started out today donald trump's twitter account is no more it's gone forever lost and gone but i mean i would just like to i would just like to take the phrase Bad food restaurant. R- Bad embroider food it, restaurant. Embroider it on a banner and raise it to the rafters. <laughs> As I look, it's like bad. Phrase, bad food, food restaurant. restaurant. It's just it, Trump's style of tweeting, his way of talking, but like his Twitter account in particular. I truly believe, like, is the Pontypool mind virus that has probably mm-hmm. caused the apocalypse. Like, I think it's just, mm-hmm. it is spread to all of us. It is the prodromal schizophrenia that we're never, ever going to get rid of. And the thing yep. is, I, I like, it is, it has changed the structure of my brain. Like, I, I think and talk like Trump now because it's fun. We all it's do. really fun. We love it, don't we, folks? <laughs> yes, He's, we love we it. It's good. <laughs> it's tremendous. He's done the most to change the English language of anyone in the past four years. And he pretty much kept that unilaterally kept that website afloat for the past four years. Absolutely. And all these Republicans talk like him now. Yeah. No, Donald Trump, I think it's safe to say, has a greater cultural legacy than Barack Obama. Well, yeah, no, Barack Obama only set the stage for Trump to enter. Like he was in a void on purpose. That was what he was getting off on. The little sicko was being not there. And that just created a, 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 a silhouette for fucking Trump to burst through like the goddamn Kool-Aid man. Well, I will... he, is, he, is the, he is the greatest poster of all time, and it is not even close. Nobody has done more with the medium of Twitter than he will, and we will never see his likes again. The king, the king, the king, the king. What I like the most about the purge, the, the day of the post, is when, like the day after, Trump called a meeting with his advisors, and they strategized about how to get him posting again. We got to get him out there. We got to get him posted. Like, this is like the national security crisis in the situation room. And they're just like looking at dots on a screen like, well, there's parlor. Uh, there's TikTok. He's um, I think he probably like put more personal thought into this than he did COVID. And it's like, you know <laughs> he really what? He did. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Go where your heart is. You, 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 OK, like Felix, do you think that like back in, in, in December of last year, when like the first memo came across his desk being like uh gl- like global pandemic headed to the united states like you know like projections of upwards of half a million dead if like you know xyz isn't followed do you think that like that set off the alarms in his brain it, it, to the same degree as him getting banned from twitter did no absolutely no. not yeah i mean like maybe it made him like upset as we all were 
He probably didn't call a meeting with his like (laughs) entire cabinet about what we do about this. It probably made him upset, you know, in the way that we were all upset when we found out that it's not safe to eat pangolin stew anymore. (laughs) But um, no, he probably like he probably like maybe someone mentioned it in passing and he's like, oh, that would be bad. Good thing it's not happening. Like, yeah, no. What I feel bad for the most is it's not just for Trump. I mean, well, it's not about Trump. I don't give a shit about him. Uh, it's the the various Trump reply remoras, like the Doctor Eugene Goose of the world, who Jeff I feel like they're all, I feel like they're all just going to die off, like when we you know pollute the ocean and kill a freaking coral reef, and it's just a delicate ecosystem that just dies now. It is very sad. It is, I mean, Jeff Tiedrich, I think we'll take it in stride because Jeff Tiedrich, he's not like these other people who just like weren't doing anything and then became Trump reply guys. Like he was a crooks and liars guy. Yeah. He ra- or, or no, uh, the smirking chimp. Smirking chimp. <laughs> <laughs> he did run the smirking chimp. He still does. Uh, he put in his time. I respect Jeff Diedrich, but um, the other one, like I don't know where Doctor Eugene Goo goes. No. I, I hopefully nowhere. I don't know where the Palma report goes. True uh, facts stated. Oh, that douche. Funder. Stated. Scott Funder. We, we Krasenstein. Oh, you see their Tony Posnanski. Tony, yeah, I, I, um, yeah. Palmo report is my least favorite. I hate the videos he retweets. Palmo um, report. <laughs> the Palmo report. Um, I, yeah, no. I mean, Funder. It's so funny that guy's name is Funder. Uh, Scott Dworkin. Scott Funder. Andrew, Scott Funder. Scott Funder. Dworkin, Andrea Dworkin's son. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think he probably just still like does bullshit things where it's like, hey, give me five dollars to wish Joe Biden a happy birthday. Uh, I think Dr. Eugene Goo is just like he disappears into the ether, probably. Right. Yeah. Like, he's, this he's is always like Leonard Nimoy. This is very end of Animal House. Like, Dr. Eugene Goo developed one of the vaccines for coronavirus <laughs> 48 hours after leaving Twitter. I actually I think it's like the end of Evangelion. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. And, Congratulations. And you know, like, Dr. <laughs> 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 they all get medals pinned on them. Yeah, they're all. Um, uh, Misato is Alyssa Milano. We we can we can debate about whether well, who who's being who's being authoritarian here. Uh, big tech for censoring the president or the president for demanding that they allow him to have a Twitter account. But here's the thing. I I have of the sort of boutique uh, moral, ethical, and political position here that I would like to see Donald Trump die in prison for, I don't know, being Donald Trump for living his entire life up until this second. No, his life is a crime. Siring his sons is a crime. But... I would like to see him put in prison and like put in prison also like without trial, like like a, a pure show trial political prosecution. But I would like to have him be able to tweet for the rest of his life. I would like I'd be, I would like to maintain his access to social media and posting while he is in ADX Florence Supermax what? prison. Well, Absolutely. I, there's no reason why prisoners shouldn't be able to tweet, period. Yeah, don't, be ver- don't be don't be Vern Chillinger's Prague parties are a disgrace. <laughs> No one knows of them anymore. Adabisi's hat hat is no longer on his head. Very not good. Oh, great. Augustus Hill is boring everyone with his tedious monologues in the middle of the prison. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. 
Well, R.I.P. R.I.P. to the greatest to the greatest Twitter account of all time. Yeah, the poster's poster. There'll be no others like. No one has ever accomplished what he has. And and by that I mean uh, like destroy the United States of America, like pr- pretty much yeah, lead yeah. to the collapse yeah. of like the American state. Like so, good job. Yeah, way to go, dude. That's a hustle. <laughs> you did it. I love everyone you. else has been trying Without to do it with social media. Of it. That's the amazing thing. You know, <laughs> did it all in an accident. I don't know if you guys also think this, but I, the posts are markedly worse now. It's like oh, everyone's yeah, kind of in a sh- everyone's kind of in a shell shock, you know. It's like there's no energy coming into the site anymore. It's true. The past two weeks of posting have been like among the worst I've ever seen. It's been very so poor bad. posting. So bad. Yeah, really dog shit. I don't know. There needs to be. I guess there needs to be. I don't know what there needs to be. Maybe like a new object of people's. Maybe it's like you know how in a uh, new Dark object Souls, just dropped. <laughs> you know, like so, like in Dark Souls, when you like kill everyone in Hell, you have to become like the god of Hell, kind of. I don't know. This is like another Wikipedia article I read really late. But you have to like, <laughs> you have to like live in an apartment in Hell to like uh, protect everyone, I guess. Uh, so there has to be like maybe it is Jeff Tiedrich. Like Jeff Tiedrich has to be like the new Trump, the new guy that everyone yells at. It's, you know what it is, Felix. You know what it's like, Felix. It's like at the end of Chronicles of Riddick, where Riddick defeats the uh, the the what they call the Necromages, but like then he be- has to become king of the Necromages. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's what Jeff Tiedrick has to do. Yeah. Well, somebody has to do it. Somebody has to just step up and be the next Trump and emulate the same kind of derangement and total narcissism and just dickishness. It can't but, be copied, you know, though. He, it can't be copied because he's sui generis. Even the Republicans yeah. who try to copy him, even like all of these like uh, social media consultant assholes who try to copy him, uh, they, it always falls flat because nothing the, is like the real And thing. speaking of Republicans falling flat, like there are Republicans who are not trying to copy him because they are too... Just, just they're they're too soy bitch made, like, bitch fucking, made, just bitch made yeah. bow tie fucking nerds. But like they tried to copy him in so much as that they like support him with these stupid resolutions about the election. Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz got fucking washed by this. Do you think that they had they were feeling this? They were feeling their oats up until like they were like the very thing that they were fucking like uh, trying to uh, basically like uh, gratify these people with led them to fucking storm the Capitol. And then they were like, mm, oh, I know uh, we, the violence I saw was was shocking. We stand with all the Capitol police officers. And it's just like, guess what? Now you lost them too. the very the very fucking cretins that you were trying to like flatter with your like uh, to give an intellectual veneer to this absolute horror shit so the, uh, uh, bye bye throw them in the fucking toilet uh just josh holly ted cruz only fit for the sewer pipe well i'm sick as shit of the ted cruz consultant soy posts and, i hate yeah and to be fair and you know to be fair you know to both sides this one frankly i'm sick of the aoc arguing with ted cruz you know epic comeback posts yeah no thank you yeah none no, of that stop they, posting politicians it's, by altogether. the same probably by the same fucking social media same firm. person yeah absolutely. no it's just like two people across like sitting in desks across from each other i think like the only guy who i think has a totally genuine to form of dementedness and uh self-centeredness and uh drill drill you heard of this guy (laughs) (laughs) i think joe biden has it but he just like he's not they'll like joe biden will never post for himself no it would be awesome if he did no but it's oh gosh i remember the sunny and share show (laughs) 
everything would, posts, every, yeah, posts, everything everything would be on Twit longer. Everything would be just screenshots of a Word document. Yeah, yeah. that goes for multiple yeah. pages and just cuts off midway through. He had an he had an awesome week where he first he said uh, he said that that guy was a one horse pony. Then he the part, uh, oh god yeah. yeah that was awesome. Then he said Presidential Trunt. Presidential Trunt. <laughs> Presidential Trunt. Joe Biden gave the worst speech anyone's ever given. Yeah, it was not reassuring. If people yeah. were worried about the Joan and like whether they was going to be there to to get us through the choppy waters, it was not reassuring. He is Joe Biden is, I think. I said this, you know, in 2018, and I still believe it. I think like all like put all the pieces on the table, he is funnier than Trump. But it's just like we never see him. They never like let him out to play. It's like it's only like, when they're like, Joe, the country's hurting. You need to give the shittiest speech. And then, he, and then he and then his speech is like, it's like, it's like George Orwell wrote an Animal Farm. Like, there's there's some pigs with two feet and some with four, but they're still pigs, man. They're good pigs. Listen, listen, man. I remember when I was killed during the 1964 Freedom Riders. <laughs> <laughs> That is that is my message. Uh, let Joe out to play if you're. His yeah, family. let him run, Buck. Yeah. We gotta get some, we gotta squeeze some more juice out of this fucking lemon. He, this is a huge come down. We gotta step on this stuff because he's not gonna post, so he's gotta do something. Yeah, give us Joe videos like week daily. Oh Joe, God, we should get on if TikTok. Start, Joe on TikTok. If yeah. he's like the TikTok president, now we're talking. Joe on TikTok. That could that could be a new that could like be acknowledging the changing media habits of the young consumers. Just like ask him about like cultural events. Yes. Did you see Seoul, Mr. President? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen, 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 man. I was one of the first guys. I came up with the idea for the movie Soul Plane. I said, "There's no reason why a black guy can't own an airplane." <laughs> one of the first guys to ever say that. All right, gang, let's uh, wrap it up there. Uh, until next time, everybody, just uh, watch the posts. Watch yeah. the posts. Bye-bye. Bye. Maybe I could love myself. Maybe my life could have, have a greater, greater value. value. That's right. I am no more or less than myself. I am me. I want to be myself. I want to continue existing in this world. My life is worth living here. Congratulations. 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 Uh, thank you all. <laughs>